the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com. A service of the Salem. Versions of this hour have been pre recorded for broadcast at this time. Odyssey. The following program was pre recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. Holiness affects every area of our lives. Tonight we want to look at one specific area, and that's that we are to tell the truth rather than lie. We're to tell the truth. When we exchanged that old man for a new man, it meant that along with the new man went a whole new way of of speaking. We have exchanged lies, and now we've exchanged it for telling the truth. lies, and a whole new way of speaking. Now that's a lot to think about. Welcome to Verse by Verse, where we feature the teaching ministry of Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. I think the next two sessions here on Verse by Verse are going to be not only interesting, but convicting. I think we would all agree that we shouldn't lie. That seems reasonable. However, as we go through today's program and the next program, Pastor Steve is going to point out various ways that people lie, sometimes without even realizing it. Or perhaps our hearts have become hardened in this area. I would like to encourage you to listen with an open heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to touch those areas of your life where He sees a problem. I guess what I'm really saying is be honest with yourself while you are listening to today's program, no matter how much it hurts. If you're able to follow along with your Bible, we will be in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 25. Now, here is Pastor Steve. Ephesians 4 is where we'll continue tonight in our study. And we're looking at the new walk. This is the third message of that, the new walk. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 And I'm going to read through 25. This I say, therefore, and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer, just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their minds, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you've been taught, you have heard him and have been taught in him just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another." 
There was an early church father named uh, Chrysostom, and he said that the animals which went, which came out of Noah's Ark came out the same way they went in. I mean, we knew that, right? They went in, he said, the crow went in as a crow and came out as a crow. He said the fox went in as a fox, and guess what it came out as? A fox. He said the porcupine went in as a porcupine and came out still armed with its living arrows. He said there were no changes. However, those who enter into Jesus Christ, the great ark of salvation, go in one thing and come out something else. He said something else totally transformed. He also said this, and I'll quote directly now. He says, like unto a spiteful fox, that swindler entered the church who built his house on the ruin of his uh, competitors. And behold, he goes out more harmless than a lamb willing to sacrifice his own interest for the sake of others. Like a crow, that sinner entered the church. Now, behold, he goes out cooing like a dove. And that impatient, quarrelsome man who made everything smart, made everyone smart who touched him, came away like a bristling porcupine. And behold, he goes away like a loving spaniel that is gentle to all. Now, this transformation is called Christian conversion. That's what it's called. It's the dramatic inner miracle but it also demands an equally dramatic outer change in our lifestyle. When we enter the ark of the Lord Jesus Christ, in one form, we're transformed into another. We come in one way, we go out another way, and we have to have our behavior consistent with that inner transformation. We've been given new natures. Now we've got to have a behavior that's consistent with the new man, the new, the new nature. And this is the message that Paul's been teaching us in Ephesians chapter 4, specifically verses 17 and on, and really it continues, basically it continues until the end of this book, that we're different. Now he says, walk differently. And when we get to chapter five, he's gonna say, husbands, treat your wives differently than the world does. Wives, respond to your husbands differently than the world does. Children, obey your parents, do something differently than the world does. Parents, train your children differently than the world does. Employees, respond properly to your employers and so forth, and on and on it goes. In every relationship of life, there must be an outward transformation that's consistent with the inward transformation. Paul calls it the old man. He says that we have put off the old man. We've taken him off like we take off some old filthy rags. And we, when we came to Christ, put on a new suit called the new man. Now our behavior's got to be consistent with that. It's got to be a holy lifestyle in every area of our life. Now, I'll tell you a problem that, that we Christians have when we hear about holiness and righteousness and transformation and godliness, sometimes we speak with such generality that it's really vague. Nobody knows what we're talking about. In fact, they usually get the wrong ideas. They think we're talking about the clothes you wear or how short or long your hair is or, or some legalistic rule, and they completely miss the point. And we do also. I can speak about holiness here and righteousness, and you can go away agreeing and yet not knowing what in the world I was talking about. Because if you become too general... It becomes vague, and, and nobody gets a handle on what's going on. And that's the trouble with many of us in trying to grasp holiness. We aren't sure what it means to live holy lives. It seems like a vague, abstract concept that's just hard to get a handle on. But tonight, we're going to get a handle on something, because we're going to begin to see some very practical areas of our lives that are to be holy, righteous, and a reflection of the new man. It was my intention to cover three areas tonight, but we're going to just begin with one area because it's so detailed. In fact, we could speak on this one area for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we may pick it up on some Wednesday nights. I may just expand it, so that'll be an incentive for you to come back on Wednesday night. 
Holiness affects every area of our lives. Tonight we want to look at one specific area, and that's that we are to tell the truth rather than lie. We're to tell the truth. When we exchanged that old man for a new man, it meant that along with the new man went a whole new way of, of speaking. We have exchanged lies, and now we've exchanged it for telling the truth. So let's look at that. Look at verse 25 with me again. We're only going to deal with 25, but we're going to take off in other passages of Scripture. He says this. Notice that he says, based on the facts that I've said, therefore, based on the truth, that we're to be different, that we are to have a new walk, therefore, laying aside falsehood, you lay aside, it's a command, laying aside falsehood, put it aside, just like you put the old man aside, put aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we're members of one another. Do you know society has a real problem with lying? In fact, it's at epidemic proportions. I don't know if you realize that or not. You probably do. For instance, I don't want to floor you with a lot of statistics, but I want you to get a handle and get a, get a feel for how epidemic it really is. In fact, society is built on lying. We could, we could easily say that much of our economic structure and much of society would crumble as far as the way we'd like to see it go if people didn't lie to one another. For instance, between 1970 and 1976, more than 1,000 key government officials were taken to court on federal charges growing out of bribery, kickbacks, extortion, and similar schemes. Now, this doesn't even include people cited for violating state and local laws. That's just on the federal level. I mean, Watergate tells us the problem that, that uh, is on the federal level. But it affects major businesses, too. Major Japanese business companies spent about $233 million in political contributions, bribes, and payments to secret agents in one three-year period. That's just a statistic. Cheating consumers out of pennies has become a billion-dollar business. According to the National Observer, short weighing on food, gasoline, home fuel, oil, packaged hardware items, and pills cost the American public some 6 to $12 billion a year. Lying and deceiving is so prevalent in our society, there are actually several organizations from which students can buy ready-made term papers. You don't have to do a term paper, you can just buy it from an organization. The largest organization is called Term Papers Unlimited, which employs about 200 people as writers. You know what the going rate is for a term paper? $3 a page. Unless, of course, it's a doctoral, doctoral dissertation, then it's $7 a page. I guess they figure that eventually you'll be able to pay for it. For an extra price, they'll even guarantee a certain grade. That's going on in our society. That's, that's used. That's, I mean, that's well known. The Internal Revenue Service Official Taxpayer's Guide advises this. Now, let me say that this may have been taken out of their guide. Someone told me that this was taken out. I shared this with someone. They said it was taken out. So uh, since we're speaking about the truth, let me mention that, uh, that this at one time was in there. I'm going to give you a direct quote. Bribes and kickbacks to non-governmental officials are deductible unless the individual has been convicted of making the bribe or has entered a plea of guilty or no contest. You know the famous expression that we hear, you've just got to face the music? Do you know that that originated from a lie? This is the story. There was a man who joined the emperor of China's orchestra. Problem was, he didn't know how to play an instrument. I don't know how he joined it, but he got in somehow. He lied his way in. You say, well, how did he, how did he get by with it? Well, when the orchestra played, he just held the flute to his mouth and uh, never blew. Nobody knew the difference. But one day, the emperor decided that all of his musicians would have to appear before him and play a solo for him. The fellow panicked. 
He tried to get lessons. He tried to say he was sick. He, he couldn't get out of it. On the day of his solo appearance, he took poison rather than face the music. That happened. The world lies, it cheats, it deceives. In fact, it's even characterized by, by lying. Lying is characteristic of an unbeliever. I'd like you to turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21. And I want you to see, this is what God says about it. Verse 8. But the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And turn over to Revelation 22, verse 15. Outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and the immoral persons and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone who loves and practices lying. Now, does this mean that anyone who ever has told a lie is going to hell? No, because we'd all go to hell then if that was the case. No, and that's not what the word of God means at all. But it does mean that those who love lies, those who practice lies, those whose lives are controlled by lies and who feel no remorse about it, and don't struggle with it, that is the habitual practice of their lifestyle, those people are going to hell. That's what God says. That's a reflection of their sin nature. Why does an unbeliever lie so much? Why does an unbeliever lie so much? And, and it goes on. I, I told you that it's epidemic proportion. The world just laughs at anyone who says they want to tell the truth. Why does the world lie so much? Why do unbelievers lie so much? Well, turn your Bibles to John chapter 8. We're going to be just jumping from Bible verse to Bible verse, and you'll see some great truths. Why, why does an unbeliever lie so much? John 8, verse 44, Jesus said, You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. Now, you know from John's gospel, we've studied this, that Jesus is speaking to the religious leaders who think they're so moral, think they're so righteous, think because they keep a whole set of legalistic do's and don'ts that they're right with God. And Jesus says, You are of your father, the devil. Now, they think God is their father. He says, no, God's not your father. The devil is. And you want to do the desires of your father. You want to murder me because your father wants to murder me. But he goes on to say he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. He doesn't care about the truth. He doesn't care that I'm speaking the truth. He wants to do away with me because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And what he's saying is, and you're just like him, like father, like son. It's Satan's nature to lie, and his children have the same nature. So they lie. In fact, the fall of man right at the beginning of Genesis was centered around the lie. Genesis chapter 3, right at the very beginnings of your Bible. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. And the serpent said to the woman, You surely shall not die. Now God said that they would die if they ate. Now he didn't mean physically. They lived many years after this, but he meant spiritually there'd be death. They'd be spiritually separated from God. But Satan came along and said, you surely shall not die. He just said a lie. He called God a liar, number one, and then he told a lie. And it says, for God knows in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you shall be like God, knowing good and evil. Satan lied for one thing about the word of God, and then he lied about the character of God. In essence, what Satan was saying is this, and this is important to catch because this is the lie that he feeds lost humanity, and sometimes we even believe this lie. God pretends, in other words, he's saying, God pretends that he is good to you, and that he loves you, and that he's out for your best interest, but the real truth is that he's against you. 
and that he's keeping you down for his own interest because he knows that on the day in which you eat of the forbidden fruit, you'll become as gods and you'll be equal with him. And then you'll really have your rights and God is against you. He doesn't want you to have what's best for you. And they believe that. And people have been believing that ever since. They're still falling for that. In fact, that's where most of the counseling problems with Christians come in. They don't believe that God has their best interests at heart. They believe that somehow he's, he's out to jip them on having a good time. That God has just sent a terrible marriage partner along to, to do bad things to you, or, or children are terrible, your boss is out against you. And somehow, if God really loved you, why would he have all of this in your life? Why would he let you go through such trials? And people have been falling for that lie too. Well, Adam and Eve did, or at least we should say Eve. Adam listened to his wife. But Eve fell for that. And as soon as mankind fell and they ate of the forbidden fruit, as soon as that happened, they, when they fell for Satan's lie, they began to lie. And if you look in Genesis, you, just Genesis, you can see ever since the fall of man, man's been lying. He's been lying ever since he fell for the devil's lie. For instance, Cain lied to God after he killed Abel. God said, where is your brother? Where's your brother Abel? And Cain said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Well, he was lying. He knew. He killed him. Abraham told Sarah to lie to Pharaoh and say that she was his sister, not his wife. Because he feared that if they found out that he, she was his wife, and they would kill Abraham and take his wife. In fact, this didn't happen just once. It happened two times. Genesis 12 and Genesis 20. Sarah lied to the angels. Remember the angels came? One who we believe was the son of God before the incarnation. They said that such and such a time, Sarah is going to bear a child. And she laughed. She thought it was ridiculous. She didn't believe God. She laughed, but she lied because they said, why are you laughing? She said, I'm not laughing. I didn't laugh. Well, God knows everything. And he knew that she laughed. She lied. Isaac lied, saying Rebekah was his sister, not his wife. Rebecca and Jacob lied to get the birthright away from Esau. And so all you have to do is just pick up Genesis and you see the whole history of man is lying from beginning to end. Society is built around lying. Politicians lie. We're not saying all politicians, don't, don't get us wrong. But many politicians lie. Businessmen, many businessmen lie. Many lawyers, many doctors, world leaders, students, advertisers. Society is built around lying and deceit. I mean, it is such a way of life that when something, when someone does something honest for a change, everyone makes a fuss over it because it's so rare. In fact, I saw something on the news some months ago where they had this, this story about a man who turned in money. I mean, it, it was so rare that they had to cover it as a news story. They made a fuss over it, and society makes a fuss over it, and you hear people say, well, there's an honest man, but deep down inside, you know what they're thinking? What a fool. If it were me, I would have kept it. That's the way most people think. What a fool to return that wallet or give back some money. What a complete fool. Who would know? They may say they respect a man like that, but most people have their, their price. Now, we understand why the world lies, like father, like son. The devil lies, so they lie. And also, it's the product of a sinful, lying nature. And we understand that. In fact, I don't even expect unsaved people to do anything other than lie. But when we come to Christ, we take off our old man, which lies, and we put on our new man, which tells the truth. Lying is consistent with the old man. Speaking the truth is consistent with the new man. Why? Why? Why is, why is speaking the truth so important? 
Because the entire Christian's realm is one of truth. The entire sphere that we operate in is truth. God the Father only tells the truth. In fact, God cannot lie. Some people say, can God do everything? No. The Bible says, Titus 1, verse 2 says, God who cannot lie. No, God can't sin. He cannot do something contrary to his holy nature. There are some things God cannot do, and he cannot lie. So God the Father is one of, of truth. He only speaks the truth. He, he doesn't desire to lie. He cannot lie. God the Son said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. Jesus refers to him that way in John 14, 17. And the Spirit of Truth resides in every born-again person, and he guides us into the truth of God's Word. And you know that word that we speak of so much and we love? Jesus said, Father, sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. God the Father speaks truth. God the Son is truth. God the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of truth. God the Holy Spirit leads believers into truth. And he leads believers into the truth of the word of God, which is truth. And our whole realm of operation is truth. Therefore, whatever comes out of our mouth must be the truth or else it's consistent with the very nature and character of God. But the sad thing is, the very sad thing is that Christians do struggle with lying. We do lie at times. What is lying, specifically? Well, there are different facets of lying because they come in different forms and shades. But basically, a lie, I suppose the most basic form is uh, the one that we're probably all familiar with. It's a statement that is contrary to fact, spoken with the intent to deceive. Do you get that? It is a statement that is contrary to fact, spoken with the intent to deceive. It must be with the intent to deceive. Now, if you kid somebody and they know you're kidding, that's not with the intent to deceive. If they don't know you're kidding, then you've got to be careful about that. Uh, let me give you an illustration. You come up to me, let's say, and uh, you want to know what time it is. And I tell you that, uh, oh, I look at my watch and I tell you it's 12 o'clock. And uh, you go away thinking it's 12 o'clock, but it's not 12 o'clock. And you go away and then you learn it's not 12 o'clock and you say, he lied. Well, my watch may have been broken. And I really didn't have the intent of lying to you. I really, I made a genuine, uh, honest mistake. That's not a lie, okay? Now, if I know that my watch broke, you come up to me and I say it's 12 o'clock and I know it's not 12 o'clock, that's a lie. One thing is a legitimate mistake. That's understandable. But when it's with the intent to lie, intent to, to lie, that's wrong, and that's a sin, and that's what we're talking about. That's probably the most basic kind of lie, a statement that just isn't true, and we know it's not true, and we say it with an intent on deceiving someone. But falsehood can be very subtle. We wish it were that cut and dry. It's not. It's very, very subtle. Let's look at some ways that we lie. Maybe you're not even aware of some of these ways. Very convicting. My own heart has been convicted on this. I, I, I have studied this. I haven't even realized areas in my life that, uh, that truth doesn't come out like it should. And in my own heart, there's just been repentance and, and a desire to, to fulfill what the Word of God says. Maybe the Lord will work in your, in your heart in these ways. We can lie by, number one, shading the truth. Shading the truth. It's not totally an error. We just withhold enough information to give the wrong impression. It's kind of like someone goes to buy your car and you don't tell them all the things that are wrong with your car. 
Well, you could say, well, I'm not really telling a lie. Yes, but you're shading the truth. By not telling the whole truth, you are giving the wrong impression. That's a lie. You may say, well, if I do that, then they won't buy the car. Then they don't buy the car. Which is it better, to, uh, to not have your car uh, sold or to obey God? Shouldn't be any question about it. Obey God. Wow, that is convicting. Let's just take shading the truth. How often do we do that? Or how often do we do that and don't realize it? As Pastor Steve said, falsehood can be very subtle, and that's why we need to be committed to be obedient to what God says in His Word. We have more to study on this topic, and we will get to that on our next program, so please plan to join us then. Maybe today you missed part of the program. Let me encourage you to surf over to versebyverseradio.org. Once you are there, look for the archives page where you can find the past programs. Find the one you missed and get caught up with all the teaching Pastor Steve has been bringing to us. Pastor Steve Kreloff is the pastor of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. If you are ever in the area on a Sunday, you have an invitation to worship at Lakeside. You also have an invitation to join us next time for Verse by Verse, when we will continue with this very vital and... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.